You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Not of the Scribe, and at Walker Mail. Uh, yesterday, I was listening to the pod, and it was the first time that I had heard myself mess up a read, especially. Uh, look. I'll mess up on reads every <laughs> once in a while, and then we'll go back and change it. it. It's not crazy frequent, but it's not crazy rare either. And yet the one that makes it into one of the beds that we'll play before a segment comes up, of course, it's the time that I mess up on a read on Black History Month. Locked on presents. And instead, I said presents for Black History Month. And so thank you, Nada, for making me look like further a clown. You do it yourself. I just... I all, You just capture the moment. I capture the moment. I told you not to delete it. Had you just deleted it, it would not exist, and I would have to come up with something else. But you chose not to delete it. You chose to listen to me, and technically, that's your own fault. Honestly, it wasn't that I chose to listen to you. I just went in robot mode of, okay, we're done recording. I amplify it. I save it. I send it to Nada. I went into that mode, and instead... Um, of just actually deleting it to further save myself. Instead, I just put myself out there. You're right. It, it's my problem, and I need to accept more of it. And the other thing I wanted to talk about first is, uh, as we will be discussing later on in the show today, the third segment on Fridays, it's always reserved for the tweets that we've had throughout the week, and we will explain those tweets. I want to talk about one tweet in particular from David Walker, who posted that he won on the sneakers ad. Did you see David Walker's tweet, Nada? No, I have not seen David Walker. Walker's tweet. So he tweeted out it. So he tweeted out his win and then he followed that up with, I swear 10% of the purchase of the shoes. It's uh, the reason why I buy them. It's to see the Gotham graphic that posts after you actually <laughs> get a pair of those shoes. And I swear not what I had before he tweeted that out. I put into the rundown. It makes me happy to see how happy other people are to post that Gotham graphic. Yo. It just, it, it brings pure enjoyment to everyone who's actually able to be successful in getting a pair of those sneakers. Yo, look, here's the thing. The sneakers app is probably one of the most brutal ways. It's not, like, David's discussed this before, but the sneakers app is a very brutal way to get sneakers. Uh, uh, sneakers that are actually, like, popular. And granted... There's this whole situation with sneakers and everything else like that, and I missed talking about it with him last week when he came on, but I had work stuff. The joy of getting that got him, and I've only had it maybe two, three times. Like, it, it's <laughs> really, it's really, uh, really it, just, like, beneficial to your, like, to your mental mind state. You have no idea. Yeah, it, it's just... You're, it's funny you bring up mental mind state because David's first tweet when he posed the graphic is, it, it, you know, the Gotham graphic. It's all it is is, 
Ah, uh, ha, 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 ha. Like, that's all he puts. He's just going crazy. Yes. He is delirious when he gets him. All it is is a series of A's and H's when he tweets that out. And then again, as I mentioned, the following tweet, I swear at least 10% of this purchase was just to see this stupid splash screen. Got him. And then he puts this eye roll emoji. Yeah, they got me. I'm sick. Oh, well, here it is again. Curious if anyone took an L on these. And then you see that. I see Mike Golick Jr. put out a picture of him saying, it's the graphic. Sorry, maybe better luck next time or whatever. And he's like, you know, all he did was post it. I, it's 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 awful to see everyone go through that. And it's and it's awesome to see everybody who actually gets the W on this. Not of the sneakers app. Got everybody controlled, man. Look, I was I put in for some dunks today and I was told <laughs> that I did not meet the criteria for which they were picking. So and, and I felt like I met the criteria and I didn't get my dunks. <laughs> and I'm very, very upset about it, too. So I, I do you have your safety school that you didn't have, you didn't apply for a safety pair? no. no. No, like mm. the, the other thing is, though, like I've got I, I like I got some experimental Air Force ones like a week or so ago, and I have these university nines that I have yet to wear. So I really probably do need to chill out on buying these sneakers. But at the <laughs> same time, um, I'm not going to stop buying these sneakers because everybody else like we ain't got nothing else to do for the next couple of months until we all get vaccinated up. So we might as well like go and do this i don't know you might as well just be broke so when you go out you can't spend any money on actually outside things exactly you know, that's you might as well but at least you're going to be flossing with the sneakers man exactly that's people will right respect my me. foot gear they are uh, i respect your foot gear let's talk about the charlotte hornets it was the first time they've played since the all-star break and they beat the detroit pistons it was not pretty you saw a bad second quarter between both of these teams and detroit they only put up 22 and 17 in the first half in each of those two quarters. And in the second half, it got interesting for sure. But Terry Rozier, he was the hero, certainly late. It was P.J. Washington that was consistently giving you some points as well. And he had a good fourth quarter too. P.J. Washington, he finished with 20 points. He also grabbed nine rebounds. I thought he was good defensively. He had a nasty block in the first half of this game against Detroit. And then you have Terry Rozier, who continues to be one of the most clutch players. I mean, Damn, Nada. Mm -hmm. I, I, I say one of the most. He's playing like the most clutch player in the NBA. It's ridiculous at this point. His reputation, uh, this is what ESPN write, uh, writes up. His reputation as Charlotte's closer by scoring 12 of his team's final 15 points to lead the Hornets is confirmed by doing this once again against Detroit. So 12 of his team's final 15 to lead the Hornets to a 105-102 win over Detroit. The thing is, Nada, he was struggling at the beginning of this game. He was two of nine from the field uh, before going four of five in the final three minutes. And you look at what he did against Sacramento against Sacramento. Terry Rozier hit a three pointer. And then he added the three free throws at the end of that game. After being fouled by Harrison Barnes, that was with 30 seconds left to go before that. He went two of nine and one of four from the three-point line and the one being, of course, that clutch three. We saw him kind of start off slow against Minnesota, and then in the third quarter, he goes flames and he separates uh, the distance between the Hornets and the Timberwolves by a wide margin. Like, it, it, Terry, Terry can catch fire in the first half. We've seen him just have a, a really good season so far. 
But even if he's struggling from the field at the beginning, something takes over in the fourth quarter and he is going to find a way to hit a bucket that matters most. It's getting ridiculous at this point. You can't possibly think this is going to continue to happen. And yet it does time and time again. Shouts to Terry for the 17th, 18th, 19th time this season. Look, at this point, like this game, the best way to describe this is if you're failing... And you're failing a course in college or maybe even high school. Depends on how you look at it. But, (laughs) like, if you're failing a course or you have a D and you really want to get that C because you really don't want to be spending any more money on any more credits and you're trying to get out and you go to the professor and the professor, professor says, hey, if you do a little extra work, you can get this done and you can do this and you can do that. And at the same time, so so you get that extra work done. Terry is that extra work right now. So Terry is literally pulling the grade up to a passing level in the fourth quarter by doing all this extra credit work. This is kind of awesome. And I may have come up with a new nickname for Terry Rogier, which is extra credit, because right now, <laughs> like ter- Terry like did. Yeah, exactly. Like he did, he's the extra credit to get the passing grade, because let's be honest here. If you were one of those people that cared about whether this team was going to have the expectation of of being a playoff team at this point, the last night would have put a big damper on that had they lost that game. Because for a decent portion of that game, I want to say almost three, like I, I, I want to say almost three and a half quarters of that game, that was a piss poor effort. And Terry saved them from that. And Terry did it literally at the last possible minute. So extra right, you got it. You got it. Yeah, it's, it was crazy to see. So you got a nickname for Terry. You're going with extra credit. I like it. I saw this tweet from Dylan Jackson, and he said it's still unbelievable that Terry Rozier goes Dame Lillard <laughs> anytime the Hornets really need him to and uh, in the fourth quarter. And he's right. It's nuts. And so I've got one for you as well. So you know how we go Dame time, right? Yes. At the end of the fourth quarter, which is, by the way, one of my favorite celebrations in the NBA. The three goggles are cool. There's a bunch of good ones. But the Dame time when he points to his wrist, that's just a sick celebration. I love it so much. So I'm going to give an ode to, like Mike, Calvin Cambridge. Going to give an ode to that. Oh, no. How about this? You know how Tracy Reynolds, you know what his nickname was? Nada in that movie. Do you remember that movie? What was it? It was Tea Time. Can we can we go with tea time in the fourth quarter for Terry Rozier? We can, but you know who came up with it first? Who's that? The Hornets social media team. Did they really come? I didn't even see that. Yes, they did. Oh man, are you serious? Yes, I didn't see that. I feel bad now. They came up with tea time already. When, yeah. when did they tweet this out? They, t- they tweeted this out like they tweeted this out last night. Are you serious? Yes, I swear, I, I did not see that tweet. Yeah. Oh God. The I, you know. Team. It's funny, Doug is always talking about the Hornets and just Hornets Twitter stealing his nicknames because I do think Doug was the first to come up with Sky Miles. Now Doug is on this trip about, hey, they all took my miracle after midnight phrase. And I think Eric Collins used to give Lockdown Hornets credit when it was Doug and David hosting the podcast. And so now it's just become this known thing. And Doug is sitting here shooting a flare up saying, wait, I made that up. I made that up. And Doug is like, no, I don't really care. But he cares a little bit. Of course he cares. Uh, and, and so now I feel like, man, I feel like the Hornets beat me to the punch on that. They I'm did. upset about that They now. did. I, um, I see it right here. It's tea time. 
from 13 hours ago. All right. Well, I can't believe I missed that. Ode to Tracy Reynolds, like Mike, a great movie. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on we'll talk a little bit more about the charlotte hornets game last night against the detroit pistons and where does this lamello ball performance rank among the other bad ones that he's had this season we'll talk about it next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets I kicked the outlet past Doug and I let him run with it because you know what? He's going to do something that's going to be funnier than what I can do right now. I recognize okay. my limitations and I'm going from there. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of that pressure. That was a lot of self-reflection within that teeing it up oh, for Doug. Man. <laughs> Got, got a little dark <laughs> there. Yeah, it really did. Uh, we did. We mentioned um, self self-loathing <laughs> yesterday and now we mentioned this. Not are you okay, buddy? We're going to we're going to talk through it. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, on the one-year anniversary of the NBA shutting down due to COVID, an NCAA team is forced out of the tournament due to a positive test. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today pod on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. So not the greatest game for LaMelo Ball last night. It's one of the worst ones that he's played so far. He went three of 11 from the field. That's 27.3%. Only hit one of the five three-pointers that he attempted. Seven points total. He had nine assists, which is a good number, but that came also with five turnovers. He fouled four times, only got one steal. He didn't get to the free throw line at all. So not a good stat line. The only one that really pops out to you, it's the assist numbers. And that did come with five turnovers. And Nada, you were asking me before we came on, where does this rank among some of the worst performances that we've seen from him this season? And it's funny because (laughs) you start to scroll down. And if you go down his game log, there were a lot of really good games in between there. I think that West Coast road trip, we talked about Malik Monk and LaMelo probably being the two players that benefited most from that just based on how they performed. And you go back to Golden State on February 20th. That was probably the last game that we got from him that resembled something like this. He went three of 10 in that game, went one of five from distance in that game too. only had seven assists, came up with five turnovers and had seven total points. So we'll see this from him every once in a while, but they are few and far between the one before that. It was February against Miami. He had a similar stat line, but at least he went to the foul line a little bit and he had a couple of three pointers. So it look after the all-star break, just not the greatest performance from LaMelo. But again, it's been a while since we've seen him. No, play it's been like a that. while. It, it's been a while. And the crazy part to this whole situation is at this point, Like, we're looking at this, and he still made effective plays despite being wild and despite having a lot of turnovers. Like, the one thing that I can give credit to is, or just say is that he was not alone in being turnover-prone. It was your typical game after the All-Star game where where no one was kind of really good. And we, I think we've gone over that. But when we talk about LaMelo, like, these kind of performances being the exception and not the norm is what makes them so stark. Like yeah, the exactly. not finishing around the rim as well. The the passes that were clearly high or too, clearly too strong and clearly 
like the touch was m missing. Those were the, I think that's why this game was so striking to me because for the most part, it really wasn't a great game. It really wasn't. And those seven assists, he had some dynamite, dynamite turnovers. Because I can think about the first time that Terry nearly had a four-point play. The pass where I thought LaMelo was going to take it to the bucket, instead kicking it out to Terry for the three where he gets fouled. Like, that was an awesome pass. I'm thinking about the other one where he's throwing a literal, like, a, almost a slider to Gordon Hayward in the first half for that three. Like, there was, those, some of those assists were on the money, but there were others where the rangefinder was clearly off. And at this point, I, it, like I said, it's so stark to see him play, like, subpar at this point. And I think having him having done that, it's kind of just like uh, a reality check to, hey, this kid is 19 years old. He's not going to turn 20 until August. And, oh, my God, he's that good already. Yeah, it, it's it's nice to see that this was an exception. Hopefully we don't get a few of these games in a row, but that's nothing that I expect at this point. Honestly, one of the turnovers that I can remember um, from him last night, it was him dribbling in the paint, trying to kick it out in the corner. And I think Mikhailu just made a hell of a play. He stole the basketball, made a great read, and then bust his ass to get to that pass. And then eventually dribbled down the floor and made a tough shot at the end. So I thought Mikhailu just made a really good play. And LaMelo Ball, we continue to praise him because he's been so good for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, not I know that you had a Kevin O'Connor tweet that you talked about on Twitter, I believe, earlier. And it was Kevin O'Connor putting out a tweet saying, look, you know, LaMelo Ball is somebody that I would take over really every other young player, the kind of players you would put in that category, rookie scale contracts, guys you would like to build your team around that's really under the age of like 23, 24, something like that. Uh, it would be Luca, Zion Williamson, and uh, Jason Tatum as the only players you would take over LaMelo right now. That's what Kevin was saying. He's taken him over Trey Young. He's taken LaMelo over John Morant. I, he didn't even mention other guys that could be in that kind of category with Shea Gilgis, Alexander, uh, De'Aaron Fox. And, you know, not a, I think we've mentioned this maybe a, a little bit. I, maybe we talked about this with David Walker, but yeah, I agree. I, I think I think there's two locks. Yeah. I think you're absolutely not taking Lamelo over Luca. I think Jason Tatum is pretty damn close to a lock that you're not taking Lamelo exactly. over him. Um. And Zion, I'm still taking Zion over LaMelo right now. I can understand the argument as to maybe why you would go with LaMelo over Zion. Injury history, you know, Zion's not exactly the shooter from deep, but still it's someone that's crazy inside the three-point arc and he gets to the foul line whenever he wants to. So I, I would value Zion over LaMelo right now. And then it gets tricky. Is that Does that sound about right like, to you? You know, does Kevin O'Connor have it right when he puts LaMelo basically fourth on the I list? I kind of... I was thinking about this when I was like, I, I've been thinking about this and I've been trying to resonate with this. I can't for, for the life of me, I can't put LaMelo over Ja just yet. You know what I mean? Like I can't do it. I feel, <laughs> I feel like there is a way to like Ja's done too much in his rookie year. And carried a bad team in a very, very, very deep West to a play-in situation. 
and should have probably gotten and probably if they didn't have the playing game situation, they would have made it to the playoffs last year. He would have dragged that team in the Western Conference to a playoff spot. Granted, they would have gotten blown up and destroyed afterwards, but you see what I'm saying. John, yeah, ja, I, no, I, I love, I love John. Yeah, like I can't do it. I can't put John <sighs> that, for him. And I think there are those that would say, well, well I would take Lamelo, I would take Zion over Lamelo, and I would honestly say you're not looking enough at what New Orleans is doing, and New Orleans has n- having no spacing, and David Griffin probably doing them a disservice by not putting more shooters around Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Well, and I know people have had problems with Stan Van Gundy, the way that he's coached that team as well. Um, I think I'm going to take LaMelo. I think the reason I take LaMelo, I, I think he shows more engagement on defense than what John Morant does. I love Ja too. I mean, look, man, we're splitting freaking we hairs here. Okay. I, I, have, I have no problem with Ja being in the top five, but if we're to nitpick as much as we possibly can, I'm going to take LaMelo. I think the thing about Ja though is the last three games he's been on fire. The two games before the All Star break, they played uh, a couple of days ago, and he had twenty one points, seven to fourteen shooting. He's getting to the free throw line constantly, man. Uh, you see him get there no less than eleven times the last three games, and he's getting to the free throw line six times per game. That's a point in John Morant's side of things compared to what Lamelo does. Um, he's shooting close to what Lamelo is from the charity stripe. It's very mm-hmm. close. I I think I'm going to take LaMelo though, because of the engagement defensively. I do think that he manipulates the defense better than what John Morant does. As much as I love Ja, I'm going to go with LaMelo, but I don't blame you for that. I just think when you're talking about this kid, LaMelo being in that group already after, you know, over 30 games under his belt and that's it. We'll see what happens his sophomore season. Yeah. We see guys take a little bit of a dip every now and then. I mean, Jason Tatum didn't have the greatest sophomore campaign. You know, PJ has gone through some of those spells this year. Miles Bridges last year, like this was what happens to really good players or you could be Luca and be an MVP candidate in the first half, mm-hmm. but it, 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 you're going to be, you're going to be disappointed a lot if you're trying to compare every uh, rookie to Luka Doncic. But yeah, LaMelo, I have no problem calling him a top five asset amongst that kind of group of players. All right, Nada, let's go to the built bar we bracket. Are. A lot of fun. We're filling out the better flavors of the Built Bar realm. And today's matchup, it'll feature cookies and cream that got a buy to get to the Sweet 16. So cookies and cream, they're actually going to be taking on the winner between Apple Almond Crisp and Churro Puff. So we don't know who won that matchup yet. But when we do find out, they're going to be taking on cookies and cream. Nada, do you feel comfortable enough saying cookies and cream will take this win no matter who wins? Or are you still holding out hope for a churro puff or apple? I'm hoping churro puff. I hope people came to their senses and put churro puff past past (laughs) apple almond crisp and also put them past cookies and cream. Like, because I think. Okay, wow. You're going churro puff to the elite eight. I am not the biggest underdog person, but uh, it's time for an underdog in this built bar bracket. Let's go that way. Look at you. Okay, fair enough. Upset. Brewing here and not as mine. Churro Puff going to go past Cookies and Cream. I think Cookies and Cream will move on to the next round. It's very good flavor. I've had it. I love it. It's still not my top five. I don't think it's a LaMelo ball of the Built Bars, but still a very good flavor. Go to BuiltBar.com and with uh, while supplies last, you can get a free cooler with your purchase. Use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off as well. We have one more segment to go. It's time to explain our tweets. Coming up next, Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. 
You're you have welcome. gone to that in an after-school special show, <laughs> and you've gone to that in a shoe show with David Walker, the OG. Yes. I, you have gone back to the clerk's well for so many different references. It's quite impressive. Because clerk, here's the thing, though. Clerks, clerks 1 and Clerks 2 tell you everything you need to know about the service industry and for the most part about life. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network will be live on Selection Sunday. That's March 14th, and they're reacting to who's in and who's out of the NCAA tournament. Big Ten Ben Stevens and Josh Neighbors host Selection Sunday live with local experts from around the Locked On College Network of Podcasts. Follow at Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today, and watch our live Selection Sunday special on March 14th. I'm glad we're getting that. Got a little bit of a hiccup here in the ACC tournament, though, Nada. Virginia now, they uh, have their ACC tournament canceled for them after a positive coronavirus test. Also, you have the same thing happen with Duke just the day prior. Starting to get a little messy with the ACC tournament. Florida State gets a free pass to move on. They'll play North Carolina tonight for a chance to move on to the final. And Georgia Tech, they're just going to be in the final. They're just going to be playing the ACC tourney final anyway. And so you've seen two teams move on based by just default because the other team yeah, at this up. point i'm kind of hoping that they cancel the acc tournament and give georgia tech the win because at least this at least because honestly <laughs> at this point like with the way that this is going and that face shield that josh passner wears we need a dude that said we need to say in a pandemic college year that there was a dude that looked like isaac yankum dds Coaching a team wow. that won an, a, a major Power Five conference basketball title. We need that. Does Does Josh Pastner know that he can call Safe Light and get a new shield? No. Because that thing is beat up. I don't know does why he, even wash he the hasn't thing? done that It doesn't that look yet. like he washes it. Get, I mean, change the wipers, man. Seriously. Get something else because that thing is beat all to hell. It also reminds me of the good old days of Georgia Tech when Paul Hewitt was the coach and they made it all the way to the NCAA tournament final. Now, is that one of the weirdest teams to see get to the final? Luke Schencher? I, I, I got Texas Tech for it. I got Texas Tech for you and Georgia Tech, who's the team that you no, mentioned? No, that was Luke Schencher. I just remember Luke Schencher, the guy that went up against Omeka Okafor in that, in that championship game. And right. yeah, that, that's, all, like, that's all I can remember about that 04 team. It, well, Jared Jack, That's you know, Jared true. Jack was That's the PG. True. Yeah, that that team was fun, man. I'm about to live. I'm about to live deep in my ACC oh, nostalgia. No. That team was almost junior varsity five slam a jamma. They had Jeremy Smith. They had Mario West, who was in the college dunk contest. You, you had a bunch of slammers on that team, and I loved watching. Oh, man, Ishmael Muhammad. That guy was going to bring the rim down every time that he dunked it. Love that Georgia Tech team. So I'm getting big time Yellow Jacket nostalgia. Let's explain our tweets, Nada. Uh, we already talked about the sneaker app tweet that we mm-hmm. saw from David Walker. Glad you caught the sneakers. Um, also, here's some apparel tweet that I got okay. for you. So earlier this week, the NBA released all the jerseys that were awarded to teams that made the NBA postseason last year. I tweeted that and said the Hornets, they should make a push for the playoffs because the jerseys are handed out. Um, And I would like to see yet another awesome Charlotte Hornets jersey. I liked a lot of those. There were some that weren't great, but I think majority of those jerseys were hits. Nada, what did you think about? Um, I did think that they were okay. Um, I love the Nets one. Yeah, that's yeah, like great. literally that 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 Nets one is fire. The rest of them, eh, eh. 
Yeah. The, the heat one's weird. Tom Haberstroh put it perfectly when he said, why are the heat wearing Pacers jerseys and why are the thunder wearing Mavs yeah. jerseys? It was really weird to see them go with that kind of color scheme, but the Hornets, they've gotten a lot right with the Jersey game. We don't have to bring up the Cha debacle where everybody was destroying them for putting CHA on the jerseys, but the mint ones that brought them all the way back from the grave. If you thought that those jerseys were kind of dead. Uh, another one is something that I would like to get going oh, as no. well. If I failed with tea time, I feel like this failed too, but I want it to no, work so badly. This. So David, I'm referencing a lot yes, of David Walker. Shout out to him. So he put out a tweet on some nickname. I forget what nickname he was saying. Uh, it was like Lob City, I think, right? Like, yeah, Charlotte is kind of the new Lob City, but he doesn't like the nickname for him. So this is what I put out. I said, okay, I've got it, Charlotte. The Bugs Bunnies. Space Jam coming up too. Man, get this to Eric Collins right now. Nada, can you please tell me why that didn't get more love? Do you really want me to explain why that didn't get more love? Because <laughs> the, bug, the yeah, Bugs Yeah, I bunnies. would. Bugs Bunnies, man. No, Those are no, great. It's not. It's really not. Like, 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 I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but that that one, there's a reason I ignored that when I saw it the first time. Mm, I thought that you would have tried to be the hype man for me. I was Chuck D, and I was looking for my flavor flame to come in and sell this to the masses. Let me stop you right there. How, uh, how <laughs> in the world are you going to associate me with flavor flake do i look actually no i was gonna say ask do i look like i do crack but knowing you and trying to annoy me you would say yes so you know we're not gonna do that so all i'm going to what hype man do you want to be if i were to tell you you could be any hype man in hip-hop history which one would you choose i, I don't know like again that's the problem that's <laughs> yeah, the pro that? like here's the thing no one ever remembers the hype man the most famous hype man in the world might be dougie fresh that might be it though and even then, that was almost 30 years ago. Actually, no, it was. It's 33 years ago. No one wants to be Dougie Fresh. I don't want to be Dougie Fresh. All right. So you know what? All I'm going to say is I am not the hype man. Again, at, at best, I am DJ Jazzy Jeff. And you know what happened to DJ Jazzy Jeff? You know the, the most yeah. famous thing that happened to DJ Jazzy Jeff? He got thrown out, that, uh, thrown out the house by Uncle Phil. Mm -hmm. I, Jazzy Jeff's a good answer. I mean, he's not a hype man. He's is, is he the best DJ of all time, though? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. At least exactly. you got that going for you. I'm still going to go back, though. That'll do it for Locked On Hornets, Chuck D and Flavor Flav. Thanks again for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, or any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday for more Hornets Talk. <laughs>